Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. Hello, hello. Happy, happy day. Happy week <laughs> to you. You just almost say happy new year. Happy the t- top of the week to you. Um, <laughs> top of the morning. Mm-hmm. You were just telling me that you have a monster basil plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kick it off a with living, plant talk. <laughs> I, well, I ordered a living basil from a grocery store. And yes. You don't want to say the grocery store unless they pay us to do so. <laughs> it was, okay, well, I will because I feel like that makes it extra surprising somehow, but it was from Smart and Final. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it came. I've had living basil before and it's been like, okay, that's fine. And I've kept it going, whatever. This is enormous. This oh, is it's by far, it's the it's biggest. Bush. <laughs> it's it, it. It's a basil bush. It is a bush. It's pretty much the biggest living basil plant from a grocery store that I've ever seen. <laughs> it was smart. And final. you're just like pesto lady now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the things I can do and with like, it. Make pesto. I'm mojito. gonna have some caprese. Like, is are, is basil and mojito? No, that's a mint, not mojito. But, basil. But there's lemon basil vodka drinks. I'm sure I can come up with some cocktails. I love I love basil. So, mm-hmm. but I I just never. First, you of better. All, <laughs> You better right? love basil. <laughs> I never imagined like it would be this big to start, but it's also a living basil. So the idea is that it will continue growing and to sprout. Uh, yeah. Well, and performing I, and providing basil. I, I wish you um, all the best with keeping that thing alive. <laughs> Where are you going to put that thing? It's on the counter. It says it needs partial sunlight, so I feel like it's fine where it is. You need like a new pot. You're going to have to repot that <laughs> thing soon. I'm fine. I have plenty of pots. I can repot it. It's, um, it's robust. I'll, I'll send, we can post it on the Instagram. You guys can take robust a look. Tell me if you've word. ever seen a, seen a basil plant quite as robust as this one. Go to Smart and Final if you want to find robust Who basil knew? Plants. Man, I'm impressed. Good job, guys. Um, Okay. There's one house that I really want to talk about up at the top. Um, I know. And I actually wrote about this house. I was so struck by it that I just, I took, I said, I need to write about this. Um, I I do primarily editing and I have writers whose work I edit um, for News and Insights. But for this one, I said, this needs my name on it. Um, Christina Hack's Newport Beach Mansion. We were surprised. Christina Hack previously instead previously. El or Musa. Christina Hawk. Excuse me. I did it Hawk. wrong, right? Hawk. Now Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Formerly of Flipper Flop. Currently of Christina on the Coast. Soon to be Christina in the country. She's doing we a lot. We knew that she sold her Dana Point Mansion, which is like South County, Orange County, um, recently. And so and it seemed as though... after a, less than a year after buying it. Right. So it seemed as though she, she was untethering from Southern California to potentially make the move east to Nashville because that's the, the set of her 
upcoming show, Christina in the Country. So I was like, it right. Only makes and she sense. already has a house in Nashville, too. Correct. So, so we were like, that's where she's making her home base. Now. Yes. However, we recently learned that she just bought a Newport Beach mansion. Um, this one is $12 million. It's very modern. It's modern is modern it's not even modern farmhouse it is modern i hate it (laughs) rachel hates it i when i saw it i was i said it was but ugly i was like this is so cold so clinical it looks like a doctor's office or a community college situation um (laughs) where's the registrar's office sir Right. But after I started writing about it and looking at these photos, which I had to go to the real estate agent's Instagram to find more photos because there aren't many photos online. Um, I started to see the merits of this place because it is oh, very clean, very minimal. Well, you know how I love a minimalism situation. So I think that part about it. And then also just, I mean, the best part of this house is like the exterior like the the um what could be considered the backyard so the pool area the pergola i don't uh, even like that area with the big screen tv there's a huge accordion or like a sliding door that lets the kitchen flow out to the outdoors so and there's like all these little seating areas where there's fire pits and it just seems like a very chill cool place where like if you're a homebody or if you don't like going out to like socialize you can just be like come over to our place and um so that that is what I appreciated about it but in terms of the just straight up design I was like "Mm, it's a little cold and we'll we'll link to a story our, our story so you can see the photos um Rachel what did you think of this place I have to completely disagree with you Okay. I see where you're coming from, but uh-huh. even the backyard to me is very sterile. Mm. And it doesn't seem like a place that's great for entertaining. I feel like it it just there's no coziness, there's no warmth there. It's just completely modern. Mhm. Um it reminds me of the places that I've liked least while watching Selling Sunset. Oh. Where they're like oh. <laughs> Is it does it remind you of Adnan's house? A little bit. Like just a completely <laughs> sterile, like but obviously expensive, but sterile experience like a compound. Mm. Um It is and compound I just, vibes. I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that she unloaded this place in Orange County in um Dana Point. In Dana Point. With ocean views and I think she had like multiple rooftop situations with Mm -hmm. fire pits and pools and it just was like romantic and sexy and I don't know like I I mean (laughs) I I loved that place and here she bought this place that's just sort of astroturf around or around a pool with a bunch of glass. Well, it did. Did you agree with the point in my story that said she spent $12 million and there's no ocean view? Yeah. Yeah. In Newport Beach. Did agree with that point. I was like, what, what is the trade up here? 
I don't, if I'm spending I don't twelve get million it. in Newport Beach, I'm buying a house. And maybe if you're gonna buy that type of house and you have a view, you're gonna be paying twenty five million. So like, you know, it's they bought it for the architecture. This place was designed by an architecture firm that was inspired by mid-century modern um, master designers. So that's kind of, you know, a lot of floor to ceiling glass, uh, natural stone, very clean lines. And um, I didn't know that that was Christina's vibe, but it doesn't seem like hers. I mean, if everything that we know of her from years on TV, this doesn't, that's the other thing. It doesn't seem very Christina. No. So I don't know if Josh is driving this decision or like what, but I mean, I Maybe. think you called it a clinical vibe. It is very clinical. It feels sort of like a, a very uh, upper echelon doctor's office or something. Like it, it I'm just, I, I hate it. I, I, I downright do not like this, this house. I mean, it's very different from her last Newport Beach home. This is the second home that she's owned in Newport Beach. The first was quintessential modern farmhouse, like through and through modern farmhouse. Um, and that actually leads in perfectly <laughs> to our next segment. We had Katie Holdifer from realsimple.com call in and we talked all things Modern Farmhouse. She is a decor expert. And so we knew that she would be the perfect person. And she's kind of a Modern Farmhouse head, she confessed to us. Um, and we're like, that's fine. <laughs> we'll accept you here. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> um, no, but Katie was fantastic. Was she yeah. had so much good insight. And uh, you can hear our conversation with Katie right now. We are happy to have with us today, Katie Holdifer. She is a senior editor at realsimple.com. Katie, welcome. We're so happy to have you here and to discuss design trends and everything that's going on kind of in the, the decor world right now. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> we knew that we needed someone who knows all about design um, and specifically a design that's so pervasive, um, modern farmhouse to, uh, we're happy to have you dig in with us. Um, modern farmhouse is controversial. We, <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> we talk about it almost probably on almost every episode, right? Nat? Do you think so? It comes up. It's, it's that ubiquitous. I, I feel like, I guess, I mean, cause we do discuss like celebrity homes and such and the celebs, love modern farmhouse as we'll we'll get to in a little bit um katie why do you think modern farmhouse is so popular i think it has tremendous staying power and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's all centered around making a home feel like home it's mm -hmm. cozy um it is it creates a really comfortable aesthetic and I think like it ties in vintage elements and it's also like very affordable. There are so many inexpensive ways to get this look. So I think it's accessible. 
And um, I just, I think I need to be honest that I really am a fan of a lot of modern (laughs) farmhouse elements myself. No shame. (laughs) No shame. What are some of your favorite elements? Like, what do you have in your place? I'm, I'm guessing you have some modern farmhouse in your, in your place. Yes. So the first thing I realized, so I have a Pinterest board that goes back more than a decade. And so when I was looking at that, I found that I have always loved wall paneling and mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't matter what type, like I was a big fan of shiplap. I was a big fan of wainscoting. And so I am very much into the wall paneling. And so shiplap, I am on board with, I know a lot of people are over it at this point, but shiplap is like, it can be translated to other styles too. It's not just like super rustic, super farmy. Exactly. Um, what are some other things that are on your Pinterest board? Cause I, I too have a Pinterest board that goes back a long time and it's, <laughs> it is fun to see like how things have changed. Yes. So your, has your style evolved a lot when you, look yeah, back? I'd say so. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I was way more like, uh, yeah, I like rustic in the, in the past and yeah. maybe more of that, like pottery barn aesthetic like when I was maybe in like my like my younger 20s and now it is it is definitely more like edgy I would say which sounds really weird but like yeah I think more Scandinavian um right I was I was telling Rachel like my my aesthetic at home would probably be like Scandinavian farmhouse which is Mm -hmm. one of those like spinoff um farmhouse styles that we've talked about (laughs) yeah and this and I don't want to I don't want to um, digress too much from your question for Katie about what else is on her board, but this did sort of spawn another question, which was like, are we in a era now where everything is some version of farmhouse? Like what, I what feel is that. farmhouse <laughs> and is everything some sort of spinoff style from it? Yes. So, okay. So if we go back, modern farmhouse has been around in the mainstream here now for over a decade. And I do feel like it itself is getting edgier. I mean, I think in the beginning it was super rustic. I mean, we can go back and look at the word art and Mm -hmm. the like wooden barn doors, barn doors, the repurposed wooden pallets, the milk crates. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now I do see like, as far as like the edgy elements of it, there is like more metal being incorporated Black is used as an accent color uh, much more frequently. So I do feel like it's getting a little bit more of an edge to it. And it still retains some of those rustic and cozy elements, but it also, it's evolving and it has evolved so much and there's been so many spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, we did an article about Modern Farmhouse um, recently and we did highlight some of those spinoffs. Um and I think that ties into what Rachel was saying about how from house is so ubiquitous. And then it's kind of like it branches off into something else entirely. So like we have Bohemian farmhouse, which of industrial course is farmhouse. Yeah, coastal mm-hmm. farmhouse, industrial Scandinavian farmhouse, like I said. So I think the the main tenants are still there. So like um you know, reclaimed wood, like Katie mm-hmm. said, shiplap, um, natural, like, like the, the, the palette, the color palette is always natural and, and pretty neutral. What are the other main tenants, Katie, that are like have had staying power 
yeah, so I, spin-off styles. I agree with all of those for sure. Neutral color palette, I feel like is kind of at the base. And then um, definitely wooden wood elements. That's what creates that cozy uh, vibe. And then definitely woven elements, whether that's like wicker or, I mean, there's so much like rattan and mm-hmm. just like woven details for sure. <laughs> I have rattan chairs that I like love that are super farmhouse. And then it's like next to like a brass, like tulip table. That's a little bit more like Scandinavian. So, um, it's definitely all about the mix. I feel like something that we always see in a modern farmhouse and that's, you know, it started from the days of chip and Joe and to like, even now, um, is the farmhouse sink or the apron sink. I feel like if you turn on HGD, HGTV and you watch a show, they're always asking for like, I want my farmhouse sink. I want my farmhouse sink. And I wonder if that's like, I I don't know, like, does that have staying power as much? Because I feel like it's almost like a caricature of farmhouse at this point. Right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, they've been around for forever and I really love them, but it's funny. I wrote this post for uh, real simple on the pros and cons of farmhouse sinks. And mm. I, and it was several years ago, but I still get emails of people being like, thank you so much. I almost got a farmhouse sink. Now I won't. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> what were like but, the downsides of a farmhouse? Sink? So Cause they're are, huge. Like they're, they're, they're big huge. And, and so one of the cons of it is that if you drop say a glass into a deep porcelain farmhouse sink it's going to break um Um, so and like that's easily solvable if you get some type of liner for it that can uh soften that but and like also if it's porcelain it's pretty easy to stain if you're rinsing out tomato sauce or mm -hmm. things like that um but i mean it's so spacious that is what i love about it and I love how, you know, a double sink is so conven- a double bowl sink is so convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you don't have like a dishwasher, <laughs> which I don't. So exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like we set up at the top, like modern farmhouse is very controversial. There are a lot of people who are like, I'm over modern farmhouse. And I'm wondering like what bugs people about modern farmhouse so much. I just see, I feel like a lot of places where it, it feels forced and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't flow. And it's, it's, you know, it's having the rustic barn doors and a primary bedroom that is otherwise very modern and contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Or like the location of the house, like in Encino, California, like why right. do you, why do you have like this mod, like this farmhouse structure? I think right. that makes sense. I, I think that should be part of your consideration if you're going for a farmhouse look, especially when it comes to like farmhouse architecture, if it's on the exterior of your home, I'm sort of on the interior. I'm like, do what you want, do what makes you happy. Yeah. But if it doesn't fit with the location and also if it doesn't honor the history of your home and the architecture of your home, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. There's a, there's a disconnect there. We see this a lot in LA. I live in LA. Katie, you're calling in from New York, right? I am. Yes. Okay. So in my neighborhood in LA, we'll see a lot of like smaller, like bungalow type homes that are super old, get bought and then knocked down and up goes this like giant modern farmhouse. Um, It happens out in the Valley a lot. Like one of our editors, Eric, who does our celeb and unique homes talks about like how many 
modern farmhouses are in like the San Fernando Valley. And I agree. Like it's kind of, it's, it was cool when it first started, but I feel like it's just, it's almost like an oversaturation and it's like it, they stick out like a sore thumb in, in an otherwise like urban area. So is that going away, Katie, do you think, or are we only going to just see more of those more modern farmhouses in the middle of brick colonials. You know, and- I am not a real estate expert, but from what they tell me, <laughs> like this, that trend is not quite over yet. Um, I mean, it, the modern farmhouse aesthetic and architecture does seem to bring in a price premium and people are still very interested in it. And mm-hmm. I, it sort of seems like until that market changes and until like potential home owners are not... <laughs> no longer interested in that trend like it will probably continue yeah Yeah. but I know what you're saying like I think there's something about being uh cognizant of the area you're in and the history of of where you are and and the architecture that surrounds you um especially when you're creating a new build I think like for me honestly the I reached like the peak of modern farmhouse like I roll when the pretty much entire cast of Vanderpump Rules, the Bravo show, they all mm-hmm. bought modern farmhouses yep. <laughs> in Valley Village, north of L.A., like just one after like three separate modern farmhouse buildings, like new builds. And I was just like, OK, we've reached the peak. Like, Didn't you say Wiz Khalifa just bought a modern modern? I just farmhouse? saw that. Yeah. Two he days did. ago. Yeah, he did. I, and so, I mean, like, yeah, it can't be going anywhere when we still have major superstars <laughs> tastemakers yeah right yeah and this, the- this place was built in 2022 too so it is like a new build style like they are still building farmhouses <laughs> absolutely farmhouses. i mean these they definitely lean more modern than mm-hmm. farmhouse mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of the way that the trend overall is going um like there are certain nods to that American farmhouse, but it, it's so modern and like very clean lines. Right. I'm looking at the pictures of Wiz's um, house right now. There are like huge wooden beams on the ceiling, which is very farmhouse, but then you yes. have like a black marble wet bar, you know, by the, by the dining room yep. and um, a really I hate that. No, I, you love a wet bar. No, I know. <laughs> and it's like, there's like a modern um, light fixture that we see over the dining table and the, it has like the panel front um, kitchen appliances, which is like a very modern feature that we see. So yeah, I, I agree with Katie that like, while there are like elements, it seems like it really is pushing that like minimalist modern. Katie, are envelope. there, are there particular farmhouse elements that you think are going to the wayside though that we probably won't continue oh for sure to see. i mean there are some that i i we don't see for anymore that we might like we might not even remember what the original aesthetic looked like but if we like take a look back i mean mason jars were everywhere oh gosh yes. there <laughs> were vintage seltzer bottles everywhere Oh Oh my gosh, you're Um, so right. We forgot about all these. Yes. And like things were so rustic, you know, there was the wooden pallets. And I I think, 
I mean, I think barn doors are cute, but they they had uh, their moments. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, I'm and- trying to find pictures from like season one of Fixer Upper because we we can't talk about Modern Farmhouse without talking about Fixer Upper and Chippy Joe. Yes. Um, I think. Oh, we, didn't we recap it for an episode recent uh, podcast episode recently? And like, their first- we were just <laughs> like they had just discovered shiplap and thought it was like the most genius idea. And there was word art everywhere is like vomited up inside. Oh, oh yeah. It's like the word art with like the different types of letters. So they have like the wrought iron, <laughs> like home and like the H is a wrought iron. The O is like a wooden something like it's telling you what to do in every space of the home. And then they this have is where those... you eat. This is yeah. where you play. <laughs> It's like uh, we don't need those Katie, things. if you can't tell, we're we're not into it. <laughs> I get it. But the thing is, you know, the style has evolved so much. And then if, as you see, I mean, through the years, oh, as fixer upper, like the style has evolved so much. Mm. And like the style has has gotten so mod and followed a lot of these like newer trends that we're discussing right now. So yeah, I've gotten a little more edge to it. When the new iteration of Fixer Upper um, debuted, we did recap that as well. And I like Joanna's new like iteration of Modern Farmhouse. I think I agree. So like beautiful. It, it kind of went in like a masculine direction, which I appreciate masculine, edgy, like whatever direction, as opposed to like this more like cozy cottagey thing that she was doing in the beginning. And yeah, I think even she, the queen of like the word art and like the farm sink, she has like evolved as well. So if she can evolve, the rest of us can, I don't know. For sure. Although on the flip side, I feel like I have to also mention cottage core, which I feel like is yeah. in some ways its own offshoot of farmhouse, but what in, would you in say? the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> how would you define it and how is it different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So cottage core, um, I, I see as kind of a departure from modern farmhouse, definitely popularized by TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, re- there's like this return to the pastoral, um, which goes along with modern farmhouse, except it is all about like floral patterns and it is very like um, grandma. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is, grandma- is it synonymous with grand millennial or is that a whole no. different style? It's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's so millennial- hard to keep up with all this. Grand millennial is a little bit more preppy, I think. Yeah. And a little bit more like polished, I feel, yeah. but yes. cottage core. So it kind of started during the pandemic when we were all you know, baking bread and right. you mm-hmm. wanted to just garden outside. And it was, it's like this aesthetic and also kind of just like this worldview of like being in your little um, domestic bubble. And there's like Laura Ashley floral patterns <laughs> mm-hmm. and long flowy dresses. Um, so that is very like much prairie dresses. Cause that's exactly, yes. super in style as well Ooh. for like fashion. <laughs> Rachel, grab your prairie dress. I'm clutching my pearls, but that's grand millennial. That's Sorry, grand I'm, millennial. 
I've got I've got them conflated. You have to yeah, and not to be confused with coastal grandmothers. Exactly. So. <laughs> Which we are also seeing. Thank you, Nancy Myers. Yes. Thank you, Nancy Myers. Tell us about coastal grandmother. Tell tell the listeners about because this we've also seen, and we were talking with our editor about this. He's like, why, why, like, what, what is this? Like, yes. Um, (laughs) We were like, go watch a Nancy Myers movie, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Show don't tell. Yes. I am a a big fan. If you've ever seen a Nancy Myers movie, if you've ever seen something's got to give, like Mm -hmm. think of that kitchen. Um, So it's both a, a fashion trend and also a home decor trend. Um, So it's very much about like the coastal inspired, but this is more of like, Rather than farmhouse, this is definitely a Cape Cod style house. Yes. And Cape Cod, not like, not preppy. Like it doesn't lean into preppy, I would say. It's it's very, but it is clean, but it's more like crisp linens and. Crisp linen. Yeah. Glass front cabinets. Mm-hmm. The big, big center island. Um, very pottery barn, I would have to say. Yes, definitely woven elements. It makes me want to watch all those movies again. For sure. And then, yeah, I don't know if you two have watched Grace and Frankie, but Grace and Frankie mm-hmm. is a huge inspiration for the coastal grandmother, too. Yeah, I caught the first season of that. I, I did like it. Okay. I don't, Katie, tell me if I'm asking an impossible question here, but okay. out of all of these spinoffs and different, slightly different design styles, is there one that you think is king of them all right now? I think the one that has the most staying power kind of is connected most to the original modern farmhouse trend. And I think it's just this very modern and sleek iteration of modern farmhouse. So it's like extra modern farmhouse. Exactly. Katie, if you had to like describe your decor style, how how would you describe it? And I know it's hard to like put a label on it, but um, yeah, just because uh, you did say like you are a fan of farmhouse. <laughs> I am. I mean, definitely elements of it. And, and yeah, the elements that I like are definitely like, I I just really love neutral colors. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love thrifting Mm. and vintage. And so it definitely connects in that way. Um, and definitely wooden elements. Um, what are your favorite places to thrift? Like I've just been on like a big Facebook marketplace journey. I um, literally picked up a mirror yesterday that I found on Facebook marketplace. And honestly, nice. I could say it's a little bit modern farmhouse because it's like an arched wooden mirror that I'm putting. Oh, I my, want that though. That's what, that's, those are the elements I like. Oh, I'm, I like want you to show me this mirror now. <laughs> I love it. I know 30 bucks. Uh, yeah, definitely nice. marketplace. I love because I, I love Craigslist so much. Um, and just like the hunt on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace is so much fun to me. Mm-hmm. And then just locally around in New York, I have some favorite places. Um, but for online, those are two, two places I can get lost in for sure. Do you feel like there's a um, like a skill to shopping on like Craigslist, like to, to finding things on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace. Cause I feel like it, you can be wading through a lot of like junk, quite frankly. I, yes, for sure. I think it's a little bit about knowing your keywords and mm. testing out different keywords. The thing is, if, if someone knows exactly what they have, like using the exact keywords of like the designer and the year and the style, like 
that will help you hone in. But if you really want a good deal, it's almost better to be a little more vague and then Mm. just spend all your time. I just like scroll through. That's what I do when I'm, you know, (laughs) bored or like on the subway or yeah, downtime is just like to be scrolling through. Right. Yeah. What are, what are some of the keywords that you use for like the mirror that you just got, for example? (laughs) Oh, I think that one was pretty basic Uh, probably like arched vintage mirror. I knew I wanted something with an arch to it and Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of patina and I might, yeah. I just found a really good, um, I mean, the thing I, the, the piece I bought off Facebook marketplace was, um, a cabinet, like a storage cabinet. And it looks, it looks very like modern farmhouse to be quite honest. Um, but more Scandinavian. And I was like, Oh, this is totally my style. And then I go to pick it up. I was stoked. And it was like Ikea. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Like I kind of thought it's a bait it, and switch <laughs> a bit. Well, like was, it, it, was it vintage Ikea or like new Ikea? <laughs> <laughs> then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I can fully go buy this at Ikea for like a oh. hundred dollars more than I paid oh, for it. New and Ikea I, then. It was kind of like a womp womp, but then also, yeah. but I was like, you know what? Like I got it for a hundred dollars less than it hundred dollars plus. Cause you know, plus tax and everything. Um, so I was okay with, I was okay with it, but just to find out that it was Ikea, I was like, uh, okay. Right. I thought it was like some cool, like unknown, like wooden <laughs> piece that I just, I've been like, yeah, landed on it. Um, but Hey, that's, that's as that's, long as you like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it does the trick honestly. So that's, that's fine. But yeah, I've, I've been just scrolling and I've actually kind of been interested in like refinishing, not, not refinishing, but like painting some pieces that I find on Facebook marketplace. Have you ever done that? Like sanded and like, well, my big project this, this fall actually was I refinished an antique door. Oh, cool. It was so much fun. I'm sorry. I'm just a nerd when it comes to this (laughs) stuff. So I was so excited to do it. I got it from Old Good Things. Um, I don't know if you know that shop in New York. They Mm -hmm. have an incredible selection of like antique doors and fixtures and like just from from places all around. Um, And so, yeah, I had to like scrape off all of the old paint, sand everything down, prime it. I had to replace like one of the glass panels was broken. Oh, wow. So going through that process, which I mean, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, um, <laughs> but it was so fun. And then like having to put on new hardware and it was the whole process. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks to YouTube. I don't know what anyone did before YouTube videos. I know. Right? I know. Oh my gosh. I know. Trial um, and error, I guess. Where did you put the door? I'm just curious where it ended up. Oh, so um, I am very lucky to have a backyard. So it just oh, nice. leads to my backyard. Oh, awesome. Awesome. My remaining question that I would have for Katie is if you want to get the most like current farmhouse look and be on trend right now, what are, what's like the one item or the, the couple of items that you should look out for to be on trend? That is a really good question. Keep it, keep it more on the modern side. I would definitely say is the number one thing. I mean, I think like the color palette hasn't changed. So I still think having like, like whites off white, um, definitely adding in like an accent color of black, Mm -hmm. I I see as part of the most 
modern and most current um, form of the modern farmhouse look. And then still like soft and like cozy woven elements. I think that can be like baskets and storage is a great way to work that in, but also just like natural fiber rugs. Mm -hmm. I think like a jute rug um, or something that is both textural and really cozy and like natural um, is definitely part of the current iteration of modern farmhouse. Yeah. Um, well, anything else that we, we feel like we need to cover with modern farmhouse? I feel like we've, we've been, I, mean, I feel like we've exhausted it. Um, we've hit everything. Katie, is there anything I you want to add so. about the, the style or what you see coming our way? No, I think we covered it and I think it's going to continue to evolve. And again, it like, I always say, do what makes you happy. If it's for you, do it. And if not, then, you know, follow, follow what's going to make you happy and what fits you and, and your family. Display that gather sign with pride. Like, <laughs> you know, use those barn doors. <laughs> and- Absolutely. And then also like, it's, it's not, sust- I think we're all like very focused on sustainability right now too, which is why I love the thrifting and vintage element. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's not very sustainable to continually be trying to like reinvent how your home looks. I think it can be a slow evolution and a slow design process. Mm-hmm. And that is how you know you're going to get things that you really love and that right. feel authentic to you. Yep. Yeah. Thank sense. you. <laughs> we will have to have you back to discuss many other design trends since you definitely seem to have your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening. That right sounds now. great. I would love to. And All right. I definitely want to see pics of your apartment if you want to share. So give me some design inspiration, if you will. Sounds good. I know. I'm like, it's not ready yet. <laughs> it's never ready, right? Is it ever ready? It's though? never yeah. ready. I know. Not until someone moves out. Are they like, okay, finally ready to share this? Totally. Totally. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Katie. Thank you so much. All right. We had fun. Bye. Me yeah. too. We'll talk Bye. to you later. Bye. It's now time for winners and losers. This is the segment where we talk about celebrity real estate and the homes that they may have bought, sold, or rented. We're going to go with the only house that we have to talk about in this segment, which is um, our winner, because there are no losers here. Everyone's a winner. Um, (laughs) This week. This week. Things could change next week. Uh, So our winner this week is Cameron Diaz, winners, Cameron Diaz and her husband, Benji Madden. Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden bought a house in Montecito, California, um, right outside of Santa Barbara. And it's a Mediterranean mansion. um, And they bought it for about $3 million below asking. So that's why they are winners. Uh, it was listed in March 2020, so it's not even like this thing was on the market for, you know, months and months and months, and they had to drop the price. Um, it was listed for 15.75 million, and they picked it up for 12.7 million. Um, kudos to them. I mean, the, this place is Mediterranean. It's barely Mediterranean, I would say. There is a lot of like modern interior updates. 
there there are a lot of modern interior updates that have been made um but rachel did you know that they have like a robust real estate portfolio i didn't but it doesn't surprise me given their the celebrity cachet between the two of them right i mean cameron who is apparently a retired actor oh is she retired that's how this story refers to her as Mm -hmm. did she retire Whatever. She's Cameron Diaz. She's A-list. And then Benji Madden, uh, former Good Charlotte band member. What does he do? He's retired, too. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you retire? Cameron Diaz actually has that wine brand with um, the Who, What, Where founder, Catherine Power. Yes. It's called Mm -hmm. Aveline Wine. It's like all the influencers, like whatever. Um Anyway, yeah, so their their the real estate portfolio is pretty crazy. Um they own a contemporary cottage in LA, um kind of like in Hollywood. They own a compound in Beverly Hills. They own a three-bedroom condo in Chelsea in Manhattan, New York, and they also own another seven-bedroom mansion in Beverly Hills. So <laughs> The only next move there is to buy a house in Montecito. <laughs> that was kind of all they were missing. Um, what do you think about the style of this place? Well, like you said, it's barely Mediterranean. I would say it's it's Mediterranean on the outside only. Mm-hmm. More so. Uh, on the inside, it looks actually a little bit more, dare I say, farmhouse. <laughs> Um, there are definitely tenants like we talked about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. This house was built in 2000. It's 10,800 square feet, six bedrooms, seven full and three half baths. It's on 1.77 acres. Do you see the photos? Yeah. I'm looking at the photos now. It's, um, so this is in fact, this is your your taste uh no i wouldn't go that far (laughs) um no i i I definitely would not go that far it's it's nice it 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 definitely looks staged the these photos are Mm. to appeal to the the massest of buyer i think yeah it's um very like neutral everything's very neutral yeah, super neutral. The backyard's gorgeous. It's, I think this is a good buy. Look at all those stairs to get down to the pool, though. <laughs> You're just like, look at all the. <laughs> I hate stairs. I really do. Rachel, who just talked about working on her mobility. <laughs> I did. Oh. Well, you're working on your mobility because you want to get a little puppy, a little dog. I do. I want to get a dog, but I don't need a staircase for that. Also, people die on staircases, as evidenced by. Listen to our last episode. <laughs> our our last episode. There's, I almost have I seen this house before. I feel like I saw this in Selling Sunset. It's very. It's it's not anything special. Yeah, it's maybe the new the design. I I feel like I saw somebody coming down a staircase in Selling Sunset. I love the comments on this story um on dirt.com rachel someone jack agrees with you and said i don't know if it's 
I don't know if the interior is staged, but if so, the gray and white colors are probably meant to keep the focus on the house and not on splashes of color. Yeah. That's, that is a strategy. Like almost to the extent that you're focused on the neutrality of it. It's weird. Uh-huh. It's like almost counterintuitive. Someone else said the interior color choices are very 2019, however. Like I, that. I think they were trying to be neutral almost to their detriment. Someone said, why? Don't they only have one kid? This is too big, boring, and the floors look cheap. Why not something closer to the beach there? Easy pass from me. <laughs> Go. Okay. $12 million? Easy pass. Um, it is just a big, like a big McMansion. It's, just, it's a big old mansion. It was built in 2000. Yeah. It's, it's a, a Mc, yeah, a McMansion. McMansion. But we do have to say, um, you know, for, for getting it for less than 3 million asking or for, for 3 million under asking, Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden are our winners of the week. Yes. We simply have to go down all those stairs. I'm I'm looking at the picture now. There's no other entry to the pool area. Is it literally the stairs from maybe there's an elevator. It's it flanks on both sides. There's a like a uh, curved staircase, but I don't see any sort of like ground floor. It looks like to get down to that level, you have to use stairs. Can you imagine how long, like it takes comically long <laughs> to get down those stairs. I mean, it, it, some fun drama for a party, but like every day. Yeah. I bet they just bought it as an investment. Yeah. I don't, they're probably not going to live here. I mean, it sounds like they have plenty of other properties. Yeah, they have plenty to choose from. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for House Party. <laughs> Closing it up. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our <laughs> serious judging of people with more money than we have. <laughs> uh, that's what we do best. Um, thank you so much to Katie Holdifer for joining us and talking yes. about Modern Farmhouse. We had so much fun. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, including our Modern Farmhouse story, please go to your show notes where we'll have links. Or you can go to realtor.com slash news. Or you can go to Google, type in realtor.com and the topic, and it should show up for you. And if you have a quick moment and could throw us a five-star rating and write a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, uh, we would love to hear what you have to think either on Apple Reviews or you can email us. We're podcast at realtor.com. Again, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. Uh, We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Thank you again for hitting play and we'll catch you later. Bye. Adios. Adios.